final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also by First Colony Mortgage, your trusted lender for all your mortgage needs. Visit firstcolonymortgage.com. Here's your host, Ben Bagley. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust. BYU moves to five and one in WCC play, seventeen and four on the re- on the season as a whole, with a seventy-eight sixty-five win over the Portland Pilots tonight at the Marriott Center in Provo. If it's a Saturday night, and fans remember when the Cougars win, which they did, you win, which you did with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50 at PapaJohns.com on Monday and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location, Monday only. Let's check some scoreboards. Let's start with the WCC. All games but one finished for the day. Of course, BYU beats Portland 78-65. to San Diego beat Pacific earlier today, 73-65. to That game was in Stockton. San Diego continues to be uh, trailing BYU just in the standings of the WCC. San Francisco beat Pepperdine 71-45. to The Dons moved to 3-2 and in conference play. San Diego has a half-game lead on them with a 4-2 playing one more game than uh, San Francisco. And then St. Mary's, they are in action right now at LMU. Uh, Looks like with 17 minutes left in the second half, St. Mary's has a 44-28 lead in that game. If St. Mary's holds on to win, they will move to 3-1 and one in the conference. So looks like the, the four teams are battling there for second and third place in the conference uh, all in action tonight. And uh, San Francisco, BYU with the wins, and St. Mary's coming up a little bit later. Gonzaga didn't play uh, today. Let's check some uh, scores from around college basketball. Looking at a top 25 scoreboard. One local final that you might be interested in is at number 16 USC goes to the Huntsman Center and hands Utah a loss, 79 to 67. USC moves to 16 and two on the season. Utah, eight and 12. Other games, uh, finals. One game about to go final. We'll get to that in just a second. Maybe we'll be final by the time I get through the top 25 scoreboard. But all other games in the top 25 did our final for the day. We'll start uh, in the SEC where number two Auburn beats tw- number twelve Kentucky eighty to seventy one. Number five Baylor beats Oklahoma sixty five to fifty one. Number six Duke gets a twenty point victory on Syracuse seventy nine to fifty nine. Number seven Kansas beats Kansas State the Kansas rivalry seventy eight to seventy five through close three point game there. Uh, number 10, Houston, 79-36 winners over East Carolina. Number 11, Villanova gets a win over Georgetown, 85-74. to Number 24, Tennessee upsets number 13, LSU, 64-50. Number 15, Iowa State beats TCU, 44. Or no, falls to TCU. TCU with the upset there, 59-44. to 18th ranked Texas Tech beats West Virginia 78 to 65. If you guys are noticing something here, lots of Big 12 teams uh, in this top 25. BYU will have to deal with that coming up in a year uh, when they enter the Big 12. This is good news for BYU. Missouri State upsets number 22. Loyola Chicago 79 to 69. That Missouri State win for 
BYU continues to look better as uh, as each day goes on. Just got upgraded to a quad one win for BYU just a few days ago. Number 23, Texas beats Oklahoma State 56-51. to And the game between Nebraska and Ohio State was postponed. I said there was one game currently underway it's a close one number nine ucla is up by two 65 63 with 18 seconds left now 17 seconds left in the game there so the bruins have a two-point lead on colorado on the other side of the break shaley gonzalez goes off for women's hoops team she almost scores 30 we'll tell you what she ended up with and where and how the women did in san diego plus an update on the nfl playoffs that's coming up next your final score tonight, BYU gets the win, 78-65. to More Cougar Post Game Live comes your way next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Ben Bagley with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. BYU gets a win over Portland tonight, 78-65, and the Cougars are on fire right now in WCC play and at the Marriott Center, uh, solidly in second place right now. Mentioned there was one game in the top 25 still in action it still is in action. Uh, UCLA now leads 68-63 to with six seconds left uh, in that game. We'll maybe get you a final here before the end of this uh, postgame segment. Uh, in women's hoops, the 17th-ranked women's basketball team continues to dominate. They get an 11-point win over San Diego on the road, 74-63. to Shaley Gonzalez scores 29 points in the win. Yeah, 29 points. Fans, if you haven't watched this team yet, check them out. They're good. Uh, Latest Bracketology has them as a three seed in the women's NCAA tournament. In the NFL, both number one seeds go down, and they both go down on field goals as time expires earlier today in the AFC. It was the Cincinnati Bengals advancing, upsetting the Chiefs in this 19-16 with a win over Tennessee. They'll advance to face the winner tomorrow between Kansas City and Buffalo. And just moments ago, in the frozen, and I mean frozen, tundra of Green Bay, uh, San Francisco gets a field goal as time as it expires, and they beat the Packers 13-10. to uh, They'll advance to the NFC Championship next week where they'll face the winner of tomorrow's Rams-Buccaneers game. So both number one seeds go down in the AFC and the NFC. Interesting play- NFL playoff uh, as they continue uh, in the NFL. Uh, checking just one final, UCLA beats Colorado 71 to 65 so all games in the top 25 now have gone final and that's a wrap for cougar post game live after the break we'll send you back to the marriott center for the cougar locker room show your final from provo byu gets the victory 78 to 65 and you heard it all right here on the new skin B- Our exclusive post-game coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Barcelo, angle left. Barcelo, elbow Game. jumper. Got it! The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. 
Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so back courtside here at the Marriott Center. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you. Mark in a state of mourning as he puts oh the headset on. I mean, I am so disgusted. I come off this great, nice high for the Cougars' victory, and I have to see that happen. I mean, just... Uh. <laughs> and that is San Francisco defeating Green Bay on the final play of the game, 13-10 oh in a snowstorm at Lambeau. So Tom Holmo's happy. He's he's galloping around here pretty, pretty pleased. The former Niner sees his team advance, but uh, the huge Packer fan Mark Durant bumming here. As we come back for the Cougar Locker Room Show, Caleb Lohner is about to put on the headset, and I'm glad Caleb's putting on the headset because the last time Caleb put on the headset, it was uh, it was coming off a game BYU did not win, and we so much like preferring prefer to talk to the guys after W's, and that's a big, big W for BYU tonight. Caleb, can you hear us okay, and how you doing? Yes, I'm doing great. Doing good. What a nice weekend, a 2-0 week for the guys, and man, you know, San Diego and Portland are good examples of why the WCC is better top to bottom. You're getting really good fights from these teams. Both nights were a grind. You had to work hard to pull away from these guys tonight. Yeah, well, we know we go into every game. I mean, Coach Pope always says it, but we got to take each game like it's going to be the hardest game that we've played, and this conference play will show. Like, every team is good, and um, we got to have the same mentality for every game, and um, we ended up pulling away at the end, but um, really proud of this team and the way we responded and kind of came out in the second half and started playing, so... What did you think of your night? Um, I thought it was all right. Um, offensively, I got things going a little bit, but just doing what I can to help the team win. That's what it's all about. Where are you right now in and where you want to be um, in your role on this team and how you're fitting in and how you're contributing game to game? Um, I think I'm in a good spot. Uh, I give all credit to my teammates and my coaches. I'm just trying to get better every single game and keep moving on and keep winning. One of the cool things about tonight was you're one of four guys in double figures, and it's the rare night when A.B.'s not one of those guys in double figures, but there's so much happening around him, and you win by the, the way you did. That's a really encouraging sign. Yeah, it is, and it just shows that guys are going to step up every single night. Um, we have a roster from top to bottom that can do everything, and so sometimes, like for instance, A.B. didn't have his greatest offensive night, but we were able to kind of fill that in with different guys, and it was awesome. It just shows kind of the character of this team. Yeah, it does, and, and I, Caleb... You kind of downplayed your performance a little bit. I thought you were great. I thought you had a ton of energy. You always do. I watch you, you know, without the ball in transition, how hard you run down the floor and how hard you go after rebounds. And you hit that first three, which was nice. You got the big dunk. But what I like to see from you is, you know, catching it at, at that uh, at the perimeter and beating your guy and making good decisions to get into the hoop. I think that's where you really can excel, what you did really well, obviously, in high school. And it seems like you're getting a little more opportunity to put the ball on the floor from the perimeter, and, and that's more suited to your game. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah. I think just kind of becoming and stepping into more of a role of being a playmaker is going to be big for the continued process of my career along with this team. Fuseni Traore continues to uh, impress as a freshman. You get to work with him. You get to start with him. And he, he's racking up double-doubles now. Not that it's effortless because he puts a lot of effort out there. But we kind of see the player he can be by the way he plays and his physical gifts coming into in, 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 into display as well. How do you assess the play of your teammate up front? Um, dude, I love Fus, man. <laughs> he's such a cool dude. I've been playing with him for about a uh, – this will be kind of two, two and a half years. And Going back to Wasatch. Yep. yep. And just this continual effort to make everyone better, including myself. Like, I get a battle with him every single day in practice, and 
Um, we get to work together, but it's really cool just to see kind of his process of going through this game, and uh, he's killing it right now, and he's doing it so much for his teams, and we all appreciate him. We love him as a dude. He is a dude, and uh, you guys had a split last week on the road, big split. Then to come back home and, and kind of, quote-unquote, take care of business, it's not easy to win league games, home or away. What does it say about more character that you come back and, and kind of handle things this weekend? Just keep chipping away at these, these games. I mean, our goal this year is to win this conference, but we can't do it without just focusing on the next game and kind of going into every game like, hey, we got to take care of business now so down the road we can continue to just get better and get better and get better. I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what your responsibilities are as big men. You know, a lot of teams will run that high screen and you know, it may vary from game to game, but what are you and, and Foos and Atiki trying to do uh, when that happens, when they run that guard up that high screen? What are some of your responsibilities? Because you guys did a nice job tonight. Um, at least it was today we were kind of emphasizing on making him go over the screen because we knew there was going to be two guys with the ball on Alex probably. Tijon kind of later in the game they sent two. Um, but just to kind of roll, create space for guards. They can come off, get to two feet in the paint, dish it. Um, and, again, just be playmakers and help get shots. Seneca had a few from Tijon kind of coming off his screen, posted up in the corner. He made some phenomenal passes. But, again, it's a team effort. Uh, I thought we moved the ball really well tonight, super unselfish, and really, really proud of this team. 18 assists, 9 turnovers. A 2-1 to ratio is exceptional. Caleb Lohner, 13 points in 18 minutes tonight. He added 5 rebounds. He's part of BYU's 78-65 win over the Portland Pilots. Cougars' home win streak goes to 12. More with Caleb coming up next after we tell you that the Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment. Brady Industries, honestly, better. Learn more at BradyIndustries.com. More with Caleb next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's late. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. All right, so we are back courtside. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant, and Caleb Lohner, our guest on the Cougar Locker Room Show, brought to you by Maersk. Maersk is an integrated container logistics company and member of the AP Molar Group, connecting and simplifying trade to help our customers grow and thrive with a dedicated team of over 80,000 operating in 130 countries. We go all the way to enable global trade for a growing world. Learn more at maersk.com. All right, Caleb, BYU tonight uh, defeating Portland uh, 78-65. I mentioned before the break, 12-game home win streak. And now since uh, Coach Pope has been the head coach here, BYU is now 35-3. and at the Marriott Center. What a great crowd tonight, too. The announced crowd around 15,000. It was awesome. I mean, what's so fun playing here because every night we know the rock's going to be full, crazy. I was even watching. I was sitting on the sideline with a tiki, and uh, they did all their signs, spins, and whatever, and I leaned to a tee. I was like, I would hate to shoot free throws, especially late in the game, against that. It's so, terrible. Well, so Portland comes in. You may, you probably heard this. They were the number one free throw percentage team in the country yeah. coming into tonight, 82%. They go 9 for 18, and a lot of those were into the rock in the second half. It's awesome. I love it. First half, zero turnovers for Portland. They played very clean, making some shots. I'm sure you talked a lot about defense at halftime. What were the adjustments made? And it seems like it was pretty successful, what, what you did. Yeah, we just – they hit some really tough shots in the first half, and we kind of came into the locker room in the second half, and we're like, hey, we got to be there on the catch. We can't let them keep shooting threes. And we know that it's going to start to kind of even out. There's – they're not going to keep shooting at kind of this pace. So 
just kind of had emphasis on being there on the catch, making sure we don't let up any more threes, and then just kind of playing our defensive principles and doing the things we know how to do. You talked about the goal of winning the West Coast Conference. Whether or not you knew this, it's been a long time, nine years since BYU's even been 5-1 and one in the WCC. You guys are 5-1 and one now and 17-4 and four on the year. When you hear about five wins and six tries in league and 17 wins and 21 tries on the year, what do you think you're able to conclude about this team to this point? I mean, it just goes to show for itself. This team makes a lot of history, and I think if we just keep doing that and keep listening to our coaches and the game plans and working as hard as we do, things are going to play out really well for BYU basketball. We were talking football during the break. And, uh, and and you and Mark are both uptight tonight because... Uh, Stupid Niners, Because his team lost to the Niners, Niners this week and your Stupid team lost Niners. to the Niners last week. Yep. I hate those guys. Yeah, I'm going to be salty about that for the next <laughs> year until hopefully the Cowboys can scrape a playoff <laughs> game. Are you the kind of guy that uh, looks at bracketology or social media and kind of sees where BYU lands in, in the bracket projections and how things look that way? Are you into that? I, I kind of do. Sometimes I try not to. I just, and I don't know, sometimes social media can be overwhelming with, especially when people are kind of talking about BYU basketball and sometimes it kind of angers me. But I have been looking a little bit. But for me, I was just like, you know what, if we keep taking care of business and keep winning and keep doing the things that we're doing, we're going to be all right. Well, the people that project these things certainly like the resume BYU's put together to this point. And, uh, you know, like you said, it speaks for itself, right? Yep. So if you keep playing the way you've been playing, you hopefully will end up in a good spot. Yep, we will. And that's the goal. So we just got to keep pushing away, and hopefully we'll get there. Caleb, always good chatting with you. Thanks for coming on tonight. And uh, rest up and uh, back on the road next week. Yes, sir. Do you know who you're playing next week? Or are you so one game at a time you don't even know where you're going next? I honestly don't <laughs> even know who we're playing. Okay, Sat Santa Clara <laughs> Thursday. In, in, in Santa Clara and Pacific Saturday in Stockton. So be there for Boom. both of those. There we go. All right. Thank you, Caleb. Yep, thank you, guys. That's Caleb Bloner. Mark Pope is coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hi. Okay, that's good. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. Also by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, BYU as a team was excellent, and Fuseni Traore as an individual was exceptional tonight. Fus with his fourth double-double and eight starts, 13 points, 10 rebounds, a career-high four assists as BYU defeats Portland by a score of 78-65. Head coach Mark Pope is coming up momentarily. Let's hear from the other locker room first, however. Shantae Leggins is the head coach of the Portland Pilots. And a short time ago, our intern, Trevor Rich, got with Coach Leggins outside the Portland locker room to get his thoughts on tonight's game and beginning by asking about the turnaround from first to second half. In the first half, Portland had, eight, had an eight-point lead. By the time it got to halftime, BYU was up five, and the Cougs did not trail after halftime. Here's Coach Leggins on the second half and the game against BYU. We, we made a lot of defensive errors. We didn't have any turnovers in the first half. Um, we had seven in the second, and then uh, they, 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 they stepped up. This is, a, this is the second, first or second best team in our league. Um, you know, they, they've turned the team, and they got, they got one of the best players in the country on their team. And so 
Uh, you know they're going to make plays, but we have to make we have to fight back and make those same plays in the second half. And you know we didn't shoot the ball particularly well in the second half, but the turnovers and then them having 32 points in the paint with only 12 in the first half that really changed the tide of the second half. What did you see from your team tonight that you can build upon going forward into your next game against Pacific? Well, they're fight. You know, you come in here. It's the first time. It's the first time together with all these guys um, on the road like this in a hostile environment. I think you could tell by our free throw shooting. We're one of the best free throw shooting teams in the country. You can see a little nerves got to them. But you just got to keep getting better. And I, I think our team's getting better. I know we're one in three right now, but I, I just feel that this team's getting better. Uh, they're gaining confidence. Uh, we have some of our young freshmen step up and play good tonight. But you got to give credit to BYU and their coaching staff. They were they were great tonight. They made plays when they needed to. Uh, the Seneca kid hit some threes, um, timely threes. Their point guard number three hit some timely threes. And then Barcelo is just unreal. You know, he hits deep threes and he, he changed the game. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to play in that environment. Hope we get to play him again. Excited about that. Um, but it was a good game for them. They played great. Yeah, what was it like for you and your team playing here in the environment at the Marriott Center tonight? It was unreal. You know, this is this is one of the, I would say, top five student sections, top five fans in the country. You could hear them the whole game. They're chanting, they're cheering. They're having a good time. It was clean. It was fun. Um, the guys enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, you just see that. You got you got two of the best. You got two of the top five, you know, colleges to play basketball in in, in one league. It's a lot of fun to see. Thank you, Coach. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Go Pilots. All right, that is Coach Shante Leggins of the Portland Pilots. His team falls to BYU tonight by a score of 78-65. Yeah, BYU was supposed to open league play at Portland. That game was postponed due to COVID on the Portland side. has not yet been rescheduled, not yet. Uh, we don't know yet if BYU will go back to play at Portland on the back half. Certainly, uh, the pilots showed that uh, home or away, they would give BYU a heck of a game. We'll come back and hear from Coach Mark Pope as the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show continues. It's brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Coach Pope is coming up on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU improves to 17-4 on the year. 5-1 on the West Coast Conference. Their home record goes to 10-0. The Cougars extend their home court win streak to 12 games. They've also beaten Portland 12 times in a row. And the Portland Portland Pilots fall to 0-14 all-time in Provo. All those things coming out of BYU's 78-65 win over the Pilots. BYU led by half at the half by 5, 39-34. The Cougs now 13-2 when leading at halftime. They're now 12-2 when scoring 70 or more, as they did tonight. Mark, one of your keys to the game was keep Portland under 70, and that BYU did. The Pilots score 65. You also wanted BYU to have a double-digit halftime lead. They didn't have that, but leading by 5. I was glad for the 5. Felt like 10, <laughs> as much as it was a grind in the first half just to get in front. It was almost a shocker that they were up 5. They just had the blitz at the end of the first half. and I got, uh, I got to talk to Greg Kite here a little bit. Uh, great to see him. They honored the 81 team, and I always love Greg Kite. I got to tell you my Greg Kite story, Greg, okay? Yep. So Greg, Greg was still playing when I played and was working out with us in practice just to, so he could work out with us, you know. And so we run this drill. You say he was still playing. He was playing in the he NBA. He was playing the NBA for yeah. the Celtics. And, or the, I can't remember who, but, but he wanted to just work out with us. So we, we let him. And 
And uh, so we're just doing this drill where you take charges, right? And uh, so I got matched up with Greg Kite. <laughs> that's, be- that's a beautiful thing, right? But the good thing was I was the, the offensive guy, and so I would run into Greg Kite, and he would, he would take the charge, which I'm glad that was how. So I run into him, and, you know, when you do those drills, you, you take the charge, right? <laughs> And I hit a brick wall. He didn't move an inch. I was the one that went falling back. <laughs> Craig, help me out, man. Just do the drill. But he was so big and so strong. And what a great career he had. He's just a great man. Lives in Florida. Just the way what he's done with his family. And he's just a, a really great man. Great to see all those guys tonight. So no flop warning for Greg Kite in that <laughs> drill. Was, Greg Kite was not a flop guy. <laughs> He was he was a, he was the he was the rock and the hard place. He was a brick wall guy. <laughs> he was. Well, that's I mean, great. He made a great living being a brick wall. I tell you that much. BYU head coach Mark Pope has taken a seat. Is popping on the headset as we continue on the Cougar post game coaches show. Coach Pope and the Cougs defeating Portland by a score of seventy eight to sixty five tonight. Coach Pope's Marriott Center record. Tonight goes to a 35-3 and all-time. Another home win for BYU. Coach Pope, congratulations to you and the team on withstanding a very pesky Portland team to pull away a little bit late and win this one. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good team. When they shoot it well, they are dangerous. I mean, they didn't miss out in the first 10 minutes. You know, part of it was us, but they're also a good team. They know who they are. Um, and, and like I said, when they make shots – they are super, super dangerous. So couldn't be more happy with our guys. Couldn't be more proud of the win. What an unbelievable night in this building. Uh, all good, baby. And they've got shot makers. I mean, and the guys taking those shots, <laughs> I, 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 I think that they play better than maybe their numbers sometimes reflect. That's a talented club. Certainly more talented than maybe they've been putting on the floor as a group top to bottom recently. Yeah, and you think about the, you know, you think about the start of the season. They've had some unfortunate, you know, they started the first four games on the road because they missed our game against them at home. They had COVID. And then, um, you know, they've had a, a few setbacks. Uh, you know, they're at LMU and, and, and Mo Wood uh, just right before the game can't go. And so they have to reshuffle everything. And San Diego, they got up huge. And then the game just weirdly unraveled and, and they blew out Pepperdine on the road. So this is their fourth straight road game to start the season. This is a good team. Uh, Shante's a good coach. They're doing a nice job. Uh, I liked, again, tonight, you're getting a lot of production from a lot of different guys. Tijon was awesome in the first half. But how about Seneca? He puts up 14 again tonight. Two two games in a row. BYU highs for him. He seems to be kind of finding his stroke from three and also very Aggressive at getting to the rim. I, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Seneca. Yeah, he, I thought he was great tonight. You know, he, he ran into that first charge, and it was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to stay behind the three-point line and just bang shots. And and he made two huge shots to finish the half. And he's, you know, the thing I'm super proud of him is he's, he's catch, you know, first of all, uh, the way defenses are trying to manage Alex Barcelo right now is earning guys open shots. And Santa's just standing up. He's, he's finishing the shot. He's owning the shot. He's fully committed to it. He's shooting in rhythm. And he shot it great tonight in huge moments. I mean, that little flurry in the last minute of the game, of uh, the first half, it, it's almost like, we're, we're getting so spoiled, I almost expect it. I'm like, okay, you know, it's been a little mucky game, but for the last minute, these guys go on an 8-0 run, and we'll be fine, and sure enough, they did it again. So it, it, if, if Foose keeps this up, he's going to find himself on the all-conference team as a freshman, <laughs> which doesn't happen much in this league. Perfect shooting night, 6-6 six of six field, 1-1 one of one from the line, another double-double, four times in eight starts, and he does throw in a 
career-high four assists for good measure. Tonight. Yeah, and, and happy birthday, Foose. It was his what? birthday, yeah. 17 years old. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's really really impressive with Foose. Obviously, there's so much, but we talk about how the game's slow for him. His So the one nice thing about Portland schematically, they, they cause a lot of problems defensively, but the one nice thing for us is they're going to give you a post-catch every time you want it, whenever you want it. They're just they're going to actually take away a lot of other stuff. They're going to really pack the lane, and they're not going to take chances taking away post-catches, at least so far. And so we knew we'd go into every game. Now, what they make really hard is then they pack the lane and they'll send guys at different spots and kind of muck up the whole joint. And Foose's decision-making and his poise with post-catches were unbelievable. And his, his him the times he chose to go one-on-two and keep the ball safe was also spectacular. Um, so you put in the four assists and the six for six, and you're just like, my gosh, this, this guy is really good. He was terrific tonight. You speak about poise with post-touches. Can we also throw a tiki into that mix tonight that way too? Hey, come on. Like, he's going to be able to score in the post, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he's going to be able to score. Uh, he got a – you know, he, it's, it's, it's super interesting because he's so new to the game. So, normally we bring in bigs, and it's just like such a challenge to to help them relearn about keeping the ball safe. And then we could go into hours and hours of discussion about what that means, but like where you position the ball and actually where your shots originate from and everything else. And so, Atiki was so raw that it was like his first – he was like tabla rasa, right? So, his first way to learn it, this kid is going to be really good. Like, he's going to be really good. He's going to be really good scoring in the post. And then the only problem right now, we talked about this in media earlier, is our guys are enjoying watching him clean up shots on the glass so much. I think they're actually <laughs> letting dudes drive by him. I think they're like, oh, let's see what Atiki's going to do if I let this let's guy set him go up. by me. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So he, he was terrific. Three blocks today. Yeah, yeah, one of my favorite plays from Atiki was he, he transitioned. He beat his man down the Long pass to him. Yeah. I thought, this is this is sketchy yep. for him because he's got to catch it for yep. running full speed and make the right. He caught it, gathered himself. Maybe I think maybe even a pump fake and clear yep. some space and scored it. I thought he kind of he's getting it now. He's getting it at this point. And uh, you know that goes right back to keeping this ball safe. So what Bigs do? He got to catch over the top in a full sprint. And what happens is it's hard to describe on the radio, but you catch and your momentum carries the ball and your arms forward. And then as you go gather, right? But if you watch that clip, Atiki catches that ball and it's here. Like he is High. chesting it. Yes, he's pulling it in towards his chest. And that's really unnatural. It's incredibly unnatural. And then the poise to kind of see and then to go, the, the uh, physical ability to go dunk it. it I, I kid you not, it was like a, a young Mark Durant. It was unbelievable. <laughs> you, what you I, need to do is start turning Mark's work into like uh, training man. films for you guys. <laughs> if I looked in the mirror and saw my body was a tiki's, I would just be, I would go nuts, man. That guy is, he's a, he's a man. I was never that much of a man. He was great tonight. Before the break, Coach Pope, how cool is it or how um, encouraged are you by the fact that you get four guys in double figures tonight and none of them are named Alex Barcelo? Yeah, and, and well, I'm going to tell you that the most amazing part is that Alex Barcelo is so cool with that. Like, he's so hyped about that. Um, he was just the maestro tonight, right? And he just uh, – he caused so many issues. You know, you think about Seneca's – I mean, Seneca had, who shoot, nine threes, and they had nine wide-open wide threes. <laughs> and that's the Alex Barcelo effect, right? And and um, you think about, you know, what Foose is getting to see and Atiki's getting to see inside. And you think about Caleb Lohner, who was terrific tonight. You think about his driving lines. And, uh, you know, Alex is just sucking so much attention away mm. that it's actually making the rest of the guys' uh, lives easier, and they're, and they're responding. And so Alex's impact on this game was massive. 
Mark Pope is with us. One more segment with the coaches coming up. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. BYU 78 and Portland 65 is our final score on the new skin, BYU. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show, bringing us the economics partner's valuable stat of the game, whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes. When your business needs a valuation, the right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. Coach Pope going to go to the assist-turnover ratio tonight, a tidy 2-1, to one, 18 assists and 9 turnovers, and inside that number, only 3 giveaways after halftime. You had 6 at the break. Portland didn't turn it over in the first half. Mm-hmm. They ended up turning it over seven times for the night, and you go 18-9. to nine. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, and we were looking for trends of those of those turnovers in the first half, and there wasn't. We had two charges, and everything else was just weird. It was just weird stuff. You know, the ball slips out of Tijon. We're trying to punt it, and, and the ball slips, and then, you know, Spence has that weird cross-court pass where he just didn't see it, and we just had some weirdness where we, we need, you know, but, but the, the defensively they cause that a little bit because they guard weird, right? Um, they're trying to do, do you know, weird things, but – but um, our guys responded well in the second half. And even more importantly, you know, those the, the increased turnover number for Portland in the second half was in large part due to our pressure and us doing a much better job being there on the catch uh, to challenge them from the three-point line. So uh, uh, double double benefit from that work our guys did on the court. Well, that first half from Tijon was something, 15 points, three threes. He was terrific. But I tell you what I like watching about Tijon, Coach. He, I like watching him play defense and his mm, ability mm, mm. to keep his man in front of him and, to, um, and it's a mixture of I think quickness and anticipation mm-hmm. and I mean it's just a thing to see and you, you mentioned you're joking about guys letting you know by guys by to get the shot blocked by yep. Foose and Natiki but rarely is that uh, Tijon I mean, he just locks guys down off that that dribble penetration it's it's really magic to watch you know he is so smart like that's the thing he just has his we talked about this a lot his defensive IQ is so off the charts and he guesses right every time he just guesses right like he is just a step ahead of the offense all the time um, and he was he was I thought he was brilliant again tonight yeah I'll tell you the, my, my favorite play tonight so we're <laughs> running under me at the basket we're just kind of you know with our points for possession is telling us that we're actually a little bit better in the half court than we are executing underneath out of bounds offense and they're running this weird one three one kind of trapping thing in the corner so we just said hey we'll throw it over top so Tijon I don't you know, so we, we just we just we just turn over you know, I, have, I always have Alex but I want to run a double drag for Alex just to run half court offense so I put Tijon down there and he throws a duck that's intercepted they come down in big right. three and I'm just beside myself we get the bottom runs race it down pass head to T he bangs a three right back and then he's like hey you know what what do you want from me, I made, bro? Up, I made yes, up for it, I Coach. I made up for it. That's, that's the beauty of seniors, man. He's, he's got so much poise. It was actually a really fun interchange. I want to throw a number at you. Uh, Spencer Johnson's two points don't jump off the sheet. Mm. But here's something that does. A plus 21. Yep. And, and again, you can, you can parse plus minuses a little bit, but the bottom line is when he's on the floor you tend to look right. Yeah, he, he just is. I, I mean, he, he is a special talent like he is a special talent and he actually the the one great thing about Spence is he loves who he is like he gets it 
He doesn't get all the headlines all the time, but he is such a massive difference maker for this team. And the, the other thing about Spence is he knows he has all my trust. Like, every time I take him out of the game, I'm like, why am I taking him out of the game? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I just should leave him in there. Uh, he's just so spectacular. You know, we were really having a tough time. I thought our guys off the bench, Gideon and Sen and Spence, they changed everything in the first half. Uh, we were kind of like a sieve. They were making every shot, and then those guys kind of rolled in like, oh, yeah, everything's going to be able to We can actually get a stop, and they changed the whole tenor of the game. Not sure much scoreboard watching you do, but uh, occasionally games will jump out at me like Missouri State winning at Loyola Chicago did today. Yeah. You win at Missouri State, which already holds enough water as it is. They go win at Loyola Chicago, ending a 30-game home court win streak, a nationally ranked team, and it reflects back on you. Um, you know, it, it's fun in a lot of ways to kind of see how the resume blocks continue to stack up in this season. Yeah, and, and you know, that's one that before the season we were convinced, you know, everyone was saying, why would you go play that game? And, you know, Know, it's, in Springfield, right? Because they think of Missouri State as a mid-major, so they're like, "Why are you going to do a, a one, you know, a, a road game against them?" As a, you know, why would you do that? And this is exactly the reason. It's actually coming to fruition now. Finally, we were nervous three weeks ago, but they're, they're kind of coming to their own right now. And it's a quad one win, and, and and that is the game that we play, right? You are prognosticating before the season about how can we go get one, and we can't. You know, it's, it's hard to get people to come in here in the Merritt Center that are going to be top 30 teams, but we can go on the road. And it's hard. It's actually hard to go get a team to let us come on the road and play them. But Missouri State was like, let's go. It's a great game for both of us, and, and they're playing great right now. They're, they're going to work their way into the tournament. I think I looked at it, Greg, right now, the way they're prognosticating. I think there are seven NCAA tournament teams expected to be in the tournament that we've beaten already, and we've lost and to two. And you've played eight, I think. It's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that, and it's boding well. A lot of credit to Nick Robinson, and we'll just see. We hope it holds. You got to get a little yeah. bit lucky, but we hope it holds. Last couple things: uh, 17 and four on the year, which is impressive in and of itself. Five and one in league. The last time BYU was five and one in the WCC, you were an assistant on the staff back in 2012-13. Mm. So it's been a little while, yeah. showing the difficulty of just you know to get to six games and, and have just the one setback at this point which comes in Spokane yeah and I'm telling you this is the best league's ever been it's not even close this Portland team is really really good and when I say they're really good they can go match up with a top 30 or top 40 team and stand toe-to-toe like they really can and um and and you know it's it's uh you know so to be five and one in this league right now is a is a major accomplishment like every single one of these games is just going to be a grind and that's what league play in a great league is supposed to be. The rules changed on how to get into the building this week, and BYU put up crowds of 13 and 15,000 this weekend as well. Yeah, I mean, what a special night. So we had so much going on. I'm telling you guys, it was so humbling to have this 80-81 team in here. It was so yeah. humbling. Um, you know, that we, we had a dinner for them before, and I, I never – ever break my pregame protocol but I, I was just so humbled that those guys were here that I went to just talk to them for two minutes before uh, you know at the dinner and then um, I felt a lot of stress having them in the building I mean these are the, the you know this is the team and the coaches and the players that did something that no other team has done in the history of BYU basketball and you guys know how much we love history right and um, so to have them here uh, it's super humbling to walk in this building, guys, and you see 15,000 people, and this team 
this great team with all these guys that are, you know, Greg, uh, you know, Greg is in town right now, opening up a new, uh, a new um, section of his business, right? He flew all the way in town, and we had a bunch Greg of guys. Kite, you're talking about. Yeah, Greg Kite, and and uh, you know, Danny's got a billion things on his plate, and he made, made his way in, and all the coaches made their way in with their spouses. It's unbelievable, and um, so it's really humbling uh, that that all these people uh, actually take four hours out of their life and say we're going to go support this team that is super humbling and um, we're so grateful yeah I mean, and, and listen to the student section how about the student section oh Bring man, Foos. they brought foos cakes with candles <laughs> like they're the front row they're handing them cakes singing happy birthday to them after the game i mean that's this so jim cool. and then we haven't talked about this. How about the number <laughs> one, two, or three? Nine I can't remember. Team. Number one number free throw one team in the country. Number one free throw shooting team in the country. But they cannot handle the rock. <laughs> it's rock one. Best free throw shooting team in the country. Zero. I mean, that's so incredible. Let's Eight, go. 82% on the year, 50% tonight. Come on, baby. Yeah, really special. And it's fun to be a part of. And, you, you know, that 81 team, that was my – in first memories, Coach, yep. and uh, my brother was kind of around that same time and watching Danny and Greg and Greg Balaf and Steve Craig and, and Mike, Ma- Mike Maxwell. I mean, all those guys, those are heroes to me. So I, I was fun to see them tonight and a, a great win for you to, to exhibit this team in front of them. I mean, how, how special to have Greg Kite, winner of four NBA championships, in a locker room talking to Tiki Aliatiki about just the game. and la- Like, I mean – it's what great programs have, and, and we got it. It's pretty special. Special night, special weekend. Coach, congratulations. We'll see you as we get ready for the next uh, back-to-back swing on the road next week. Thanks again. Let's go. Let's go, Cougs. Thanks, right. guys. That is Coach Mark Pope, and we're going to wrap it up from courtside here at the Marriott Center as BYU defeats Portland by a final score of 78-65. Our crew back at BYU Radio includes our control board operators, Tanner Graff, and uh, who else do we have today? It wasn't Corbin tonight, right? We did. We did. Try, it was Logan Gardner tonight. That's right. So uh, Loner, Logan and Tanner, thank you guys. Uh, our control board operators, those were the guys we just mentioned. Our coordinating producer, Terry South, our studio host tonight, was Ben Bagley sitting in for Jason Shepard. Trevor Rich was our broadcast intern. Trevor was both there and here tonight doing double duty. Appreciation to Trevor, to our engineer, Barry Squires, and to Sean O'Neill with BYU Radio as well. Thanks to all those folks. Courtside. We had Tyson Jex, BYU Basketball Media Relations Director, sitting alongside, keeping us in line. And we appreciate uh, Trevor, as mentioned, for getting Coach Leggins postgame, Mark Pope and Caleb Lohner joining us postgame. And Coach Pope also chats with us before the game, as did Coach Leggins tonight. So a pretty complete broadcast all around. So for all those folks, that leaves just the guys on the headset. To quote Mark Pope, Greg, let's go. That's all I have to say. That's Mark Durant. My name is Greg Rubel saying, in the meantime and in between time, This has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. BYU Basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Vorkey, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director for Corporate Sponsorship, Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.